I'm Lori Hellman, an Indiana warrior mom who has navigated the autism world for 16 years and counting. My hope is to unite autism families by sharing experiences and taking a deep dive into this puzzling disorder. So thanks for joining me on Living the Sky Life, our autism journey. Today I had the opportunity to chat with one of the first autism podcasting moms that I connected with last fall when I was a guest on her podcast, Sans the Sugar Coat. The name of the podcast was recently changed to Autism Masterminds, but what hasn't changed is Melinda's focus on navigating the future for our teens on the spectrum who are rapidly aging out of services and programs. This episode is extra special because my husband Josh and Melinda's husband Chad joined the conversation to share some perspective from a dad's point of view. Please enjoy this couple's episode of Living the Sky Life. My guests on the podcast today are Melinda and Chad Cook. Um, Melinda has a podcast, and actually Chad does too. Um, it used to be called Sans the Sugar Coat, but they have recently changed the name to Autism Masterminds. Um, so we're going to be talking all things teenagers on the spectrum today. So welcome, Melinda and Chad. Hello, how are you? Hi. <laughs> Good. Um, hopefully it's nicer in California than it is here. It is pouring rain and it's nasty. Oh no, well, it was raining here. We've got a lot <laughs> of rain, which is unusual for California or where we live in San Diego. <laughs> it's chilly outside. It's about, what, 60? <laughs> yeah, I envision California perfect all the time, so... <laughs> <laughs> keep that mental visual. Uh, so um, I, I am so thrilled that you guys are on the podcast today with me. You are the big reason that I started a podcast myself. Um, being a guest on yours a long time ago, it feels like, and um, just listening to all of your episodes really motivated me to continue um, trying to find resources and information for those of us with teenagers on the spectrum, aging out of the the current services that we're getting. Um, so can you share a little bit about, um, for those that don't know your story, a little bit about Paige growing up and her diagnosis um, with autism and food allergies? And are there other diagnoses too that she has? Sure. Thanks. Thanks for having us on. And, and once again, thank you for being on our podcast that, you, you know what, yours is one of our number one episodes. <laughs> Number wow. one downloaded episodes. <laughs> well, thanks. <That's> <laughs> Everyone's so excited for your book to come out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully the beginning of next year. So we'll see. Oh, good. Okay, great. So with Paige, Paige was diagnosed with autism at 24 months old. But prior to that, like you said, she had a lot of food allergies, which we didn't understand what that was. So when she was younger, she would break out in hives and I didn't know what was going on. So at a year old, we got her tested for food allergies and I thought, okay, you know, we'll just have like a dairy allergy to deal with. But lo and behold, it came back with everything. <laughs> she was allergic to not only foods, but dogs and cats and feathers, I think they said. <laughs> uh, almost anything you could think of. Anything you think of, mold and trees and, you know, dirt and everything. So everything she was touching, she was allergic to. So we were dealing with that. And then here comes 24 months old. It started around 17 months old. She had a heart condition. She went oh. in for a surgery for that. And we're like, okay, we're good now. And then autism hit at 24 months. So we started, you know, dealing with all that and getting the diagnosis and services then 
how old was she? Like, I think it was eight or nine years ago, um, she had started having seizures. So now we have epilepsy in that mix as well. Was her diagnosis of autism um, a pretty clear cut case or with all the other things going on with her, was that a surprise to you guys and many practitioners that she had seen before that didn't catch that or? We knew something was up um fairly early but we just didn't know what you know she wasn't right. saying anything she wasn't really responding in ways that that um, other little kids did so we, we kind of knew it was something but i for me anyway I, I didn't expect that you know honestly until this happened i really didn't know much about autism at all you know mm -hmm. what you see on tv i think i knew something was wrong and because i was in a lot of these parents groups and you know i took her to um the little music camps and the moms groups and things. So I knew that there was something wrong with Paige's development because a lot of the other children, you know, we're talking a lot and we're doing other things, gross motor and fine motor wise. And I was that mom that was, you know, looking at all these other children thinking, okay, does Paige do that? You know, does she, is that a typical child thing to do? Because Chad and I, we, Paige is our only child. So we have no idea mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, what other kids were doing at the time. Yeah, I remember feeling that too, with Skylar um, being my first child of two, um, just going to like Jamboree and some of those right. play things, he just would lay on the floor. I mean, he was kind of roly poly, didn't really do anything. And I was kind of sad because I would look around at the other kids his age mm -hmm. wondering, well, is he going to pick up any of those little balls over there? Is he going to do any of those right. things? The kids were running around and he, you know, was very, very immobile at that age, um, needed lots of PT. But, um, you know, I tried to integrate him the best I could, but it ended up making sure. me feel bad. <laughs> in the I know. Well, I mean, it was the same, actually, it was the same class. It was a Jimboree class. And I remember Paige, she did okay with gross motor fine motor she was not she, she couldn't pick up things like the other children did and i remember one day after the class was over i in the parking lot i saw one of the moms in the group and i ran up to her and i said when did your son start talking and because they were about the same age and she goes oh he has you know about 50 or 60 words and he was about the same age as Paige, like you know 16 15 16 months old and i said huh and that's when I started just looking up, you know, speech and language development. And I started just Googling everything that I could to find out what I'm supposed to do. I started asking people. And of course you get the, you know, oh, such and such talked when they were five or, you know, she's a girl and you're talking for her and that type of thing. And so I heard a lot of that, but yeah, so that's like in the very beginning, that's what I, I don't know, that's our... Yeah, no, I, re I remember like the Jim Marie stories. You'd come home and you'd be like, well, it was time for everyone to sit down and play with the, you know, parachute. the parachute thing. And she uh -huh. just ran around in circles, you know, grabbing <laughs> stuff and throwing stuff. And, and right. you know, it's like, okay, well, something's different. Something's different. She, she was fascinated with bubbles. Still is oh, yeah. fascinated with bubbles. <laughs> yep. I think I have pictures at that event, like blowing bubbles with Skylar. We kind of just did our own thing. We were just off in right. our own little corner and doing our own whatever activities, because he didn't do any other things with them. Um, so, you know, I, I listened to the most recent episode that um, Chad did a solo episode, um, just talking about a dad's perspective um, with a child on the spectrum. 
just versus a mom's perspective. I, I know, Melinda, you're as vocal as I am, and <laughs> we're always talking <laughs> about autism, it seems like, and right. all things having to do with the therapies and the conditions and talking to other parents, other moms. Um, but it was really nice to hear Chad's perspective. And um, I kind of giggled when you were talking about, you know, going to social events together and the guys all don't get into one corner and they talk about autism and the feeding and the sleeping and all that stuff like the moms do. You guys talk about sports and other things. So, I mean, I guess I would have expected that you guys probably didn't all huddle around talking about autism and your children. But um, so how have you each kind of wrestled with various parts of, of having a child on the spectrum and different, you have different perspectives, I guess, from a, from a mom and a dad? Yeah, I think we we do. Um, I'd say starting out, um, Melinda was definitely more, and still is, honestly, uh, more involved in you know all the medical stuff and you know basically all the day to day. For me, what I really worry about is the future. For the most part, um, you know, what can I do? Uh, you know, how can I make more money at work? You know, how can we save more money, buy a house? You know, I, I kind of think of those sorts of things mm -hmm. um, and not focus as much on the day-to-day -day stuff, um, probably because I couldn't handle it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'd lose my mind. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I'd say Melinda was a lot more, especially the very beginning, a lot more, okay, this is what we need to do. And we need to start looking at speech therapy. We need to start looking at occupational therapy, physical therapy, all that kind of stuff. And I, you know, I was kind of clueless. I, you know, I didn't, um, I didn't know a thing about any of it. And Melinda really took the reins and did all the work. And like I said, continues to. That's right. No, <laughs> <laughs> on the back. Right. Chad, Chad is very supportive and everything. I would, you know, I still come to him and say, you know, what do you think about this therapy? What do you think about this? And he'll give me his opinion and I'll say, okay, well, we have this in our budget. We can, we can afford to do this therapy this month or go to this event this month. And he'll say, okay, you know, we'll see how it works out. And do, do some things work out and some things don't? Sure. But uh, he, I guess I do the day-to-day, -day, so I'm more, I think about the past, what happened in the past, so I don't repeat what it repeated in the future, mm -hmm. or what I'm doing today. Like, you know, I have records of all of our medications and what worked, and I focus on the future as well, like with IEPs and things, and making sure she has the, the steps and the goals to build a future for her. And so we kind of all, we, I don't know, we just work together. Mm -hmm. like I, I update Chad on things all the time, or I say, oh, we're doing this. And he's like, okay. <laughs> so, and we just bought a house. So this is going to be Paige's, hopefully her forever home, but we still have to figure out, I mean, you know how it goes with caregivers and it's, you know, you have good ones and then you lose them and they're always getting married or pregnant or leaving the state. How dare they have a life of their own? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we want you to stay and we want to pay you minimal. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. I guess we, um, Jen does a lot and I know he thinks about it a lot, 
because I didn't hear. I edited the episode that he did solo, but I listened to it uh-huh. in real time. In real time, you know, I listened to it after I launched it because I wanted to do. I didn't want to listen to it prior, and it made me cry. I didn't know Aww. he, you know, said some of those. He, I didn't know about some of the things that he said. So. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, Josh is kind of sitting next to me. I forgot to introduce <laughs> him in the beginning. Um, <laughs> I will in the intro, but um, <laughs> but he was kind of snickering to some of the things that you guys said. I mean, it definitely takes a team, right? Wouldn't you say, babe? Yeah, no, no doubt. I, I feel like we're a tag team, and uh, there are some days that we are the champs, and then there are some days that we are the losers. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I see it very similarly, although I don't look too far into the future um and maybe it's just a the way i operate or maybe it's um maybe it's because i'm not skylar's biological dad i'm blessed to be his adopted father um and and i didn't come into his life uh until he was eight years old so you know i i haven't put a ton of thought into why i don't look too far into the future but i look very much into making today be a great day for him and and what can I do to help out there same thing what can I do to help today be a great day for Lori and and Kendall Um, that's awesome if I can do that one day at a time then those are the days that I feel like we're we're winning and and we're doing our best and that's why Skyler likes him more than me (laughs) (laughs) yeah same fun dad he's Paige likes likes Chad more than me. I always tell everybody that she hates me. She loves going to school. And I'm like, yeah, because she's not with me. (laughs) I know. Why is that? I I mean, I really feel like, I mean, Skylar will look me dead in the eyes, standing (laughs) at the kitchen counter with his hand extended and he's getting ready to swipe like the container off the counter or whatever. He knows he's not supposed to. And he he just stares (laughs) me down and I'm like, don't do it. And then he just lets it fly. You know, that's a teenager. I think that's teenager teenager absolutely i mean if josh says don't do it he like kind of flinch and like oh he told me not to i'm not gonna (laughs) like brat (laughs) that's funny i think too with me it was uh years ago i we had problems with the school district so i homeschooled Paige, which i my hat off to anybody who homeschools their children because it is hard (laughs) i cannot imagine did not go well. It did not go well. I would stay up, and Paige is not a sleep sleeping kid, so I would stay up all night adapting her curriculum, getting minimal sleep, and then having her not one not be able to do the curriculum or not want to do it with me. Uh-huh. So I was like, "What are you talking? What didn't you see how much work I put into all this?" <laughs> I I did it for about eight or nine months. And then I said, I can't, I can't handle this anymore. I needed to find her a different, a better, you know, placement for her and for me. But now, yeah. now she's happy. Um, so I, I tell you what, anybody who homeschools, oh. <laughs> God bless you. I don't think yeah, I can do exactly. it. I no, know I couldn't. It's hard. It's hard. Well, you mentioned um, not sleeping. Um, you know, what are some of the challenges that you do face day to day with Paige? Are there behavioral issues that you that she has or is sleeping really the only one? Oh no there's many <laughs> but the it was wishful thinking <laughs> right well sleeping and the funniest thing is is um I don't know if it's a typical teenager thing but lately she's been sleeping more but it's sporadic so she might go to sleep 
at you know, 11 o'clock at night, but she'll wake up at one o'clock in the morning. She'll get up, want to have a you know glass of water, go to the bathroom, that sort of thing. Or, and then she'll wake up again at three, but then she'll sleep until one or two o'clock in the afternoon. She'll sleep, yeah, on the weekends, she'll sleep until we get her up. I mean, she'll sleep, right. you know, it gets dark outside and we're like, all right, come on, get up. Right. But I think it's because she does wake up. So she's resetting her clock. Uh-huh. So I've looked, I've looked into a lot of that, you know, sleep, REM sleep. And uh-huh. I think she, I think she's resetting herself every time she wakes up in the middle of the night. So then she's, she's trying to get more sleep. So I don't know what's going on. But this is after years yeah. of never sleeping. Like she would, she'd go to bed late and then she'd get up early. And I mean, she'd sleep for what, four or five, six hours, maybe right. top six tops. And that, that, that went on for a very long time. Yeah, 17 years. <laughs> she was, was counting. Right. She so how do was, you guys manage that? Since, I mean, Chad, I know you work out of the home. And how do you guys function without sleep? I mean, I know sleep. how we are. And it's, mm-hmm. we're very, very grouchy. I mean, we, we were able to get our jobs done. And, you sure. know, we're nice to everyone we work with. But it's hard not to snap at each other on occasion just because we're so tired. Right. Yeah. Same. I mean, I think I'm a little bit meaner than Chad is sometimes. Things, <laughs> me but, too. <laughs> but and it could be a small thing and he's probably looking at me like, you know, oh, I just didn't put a dish in the dishwasher and you're so mad. And I'm like, probably, <laughs> you know, the <laughs> what's really happening is I'm uh, tired. Um, but with Paige, sleep is the big one. And I don't know. She is very impulsive. She well, her crutch is a hand sanitizer, which is a oh, weird. Oh, really? One. So she can spot a hand sanitizer from you know three miles away, <laughs> and she will run and try to get that hand sanitizer. And I wouldn't care if she just put it on her hands, but she wipes it on her face. So oh, that, I know, and it gets in her eyes, and then I'm, Ouch. and then I tell her, I go, you know, it won't hurt your eyes if you don't put it in your eyes, but. <laughs> So she's very impulsive like that. And she, I don't know what it, it must be the sensation. Well, and then just like the cold. Yeah. But then you just stop and think how many places have hand sanitizer out? Everywhere. Especially this time of year. (laughs) Everywhere. Everywhere has hand sanitizer and every, and I've even, you know, looked up the benefits of hand sanitizer and there's none. (laughs) But it's like, why do you have to? have hand sanitizer it's like please get rid of your hand sanitizer so now I that's one of the things that I look for and people think I'm crazy but I say no she get she'll get it in her eyes then she'll have a behavior and I have to you know always have I always have a uh, her EpiPen with me her antihistamine with me and now tissues with me to wipe everything off of her hand so I'm always prepared for things but she still gets you sometimes Mm-hmm. when you're least expecting it yeah yeah um little chipotle for one they always have the hand sanitizer right there at the beginning but you know you go to a restaurant or or like the zoo you know where every little station you go to has hand sanitizer but you know you go into a restaurant and you know, you're kind of just waiting and then you don't see behind the desk behind like the <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's just that's will be hand sanitizer but she'll find it i swear she sniffs it out but the <laughs> It's so odd. It's so weird. And I've tried to break it. I've, I've gotten hand sanitizer and put it all over our house. And she just lets it sit there. 
but there's that one hand sanitizer because it's it's it's, it's not there. a four in one she needs one that's 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 right you know she's like oh this is new this is something it's it's kind of like my brother when he was younger had to check out every bathroom everywhere we went <laughs> she does that too she does you fill do her stocking too. with hand sanitizer <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but the thankfully, I'm I'm glad I've heard other parents say that their kids drink hand sanitizer. Oh, yeah. So you know, knock on wood, that she doesn't do that. She just puts it on her hands and face. So now I'm trying to, I'm trying to use that behavior and have her rub it on her hands and then rub it on her her pants or her shirt instead of rubbing it on her face. Well, there's no stopping her. Like if you. Yeah. So if you go, okay, just just say you walk into a restaurant, they have hand sanitizer at the, the, you know, hostess thing there and you successfully, um, stop her from grabbing it. You may go sit down at the table and she, all she's thinking about is that hand sanitizer. Yeah. And you know, if she's sitting on the end or as soon as she gets a chance, you know, she'll say she has to go, you know, she'll make the sign she'll say she has to go to the bathroom and all she wants to do is get up out of that chair and she'll just haul butt to the hand sanitizer. <laughs> And she's just no stopping her. It's just like, oh. Yeah. Is so, she fine when she gets it? Like, so if she yes. ends up getting it and then she can relax she's and fine. eat and do whatever. She's oh, fine no. with it. And I've even tried bringing, I've tried bringing our own with us and saying, here, use this one. But that just doesn't work. She just has to have it. So hopefully this has been going on for years. So hopefully in the future, it'll change to something else. But I'm thankful that she does, she doesn't eat it. So I have to look uh. at the positive. <laughs> <laughs> Balloon. that is for sure so she oh, doesn't that's right does she not um do any self-injury or does she bang on anything or hit anything or um, does, how does she express she does. her frustrations she does she used to attack me all the time oh. she I know it was hard um in the car especially we did a podcast episode on that where she attacked me in the car and the and what we did to remedy that um she she does have self-interest behavior sometimes. They have been working on it at school. It used to be really bad. Right. It used to be really bad. She used to she what she does is she bites herself. Oh. So she bites her arms and her legs. So her arms and legs, it's you know, it's pretty sad. It, it, they're still bruised and scarred from her biting herself constantly. And she'll still do it when she gets really frustrated or mad, you know, and usually it's because she can't have something. So we're the type of parents that we're like, well, I would rather have her get something than have her bite herself, which is bad. Yeah. But well, we made that mistake. We made that mistake a long, long time ago. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, once you go down that road, it's like, oh man. And you know how it is, I'm sure, because you you want to get things for your children because they're excited about them, and then all of a sudden it becomes an obsession, and then it becomes a habit. Yep. And it, like with food and, or, you know, she likes salsa. So it just becomes a habit that she has to have salsa and everything now. <laughs> and I wish I could go back in time and say like, nope, this is your meal. That's it. <laughs> no, you're not yeah. going to get, we're not going to go to the zoo and, you know, get 500 things before we look at the animals. We're just going to, and it's just with us. Yeah. It's not with, it's not with any anybody else. She could go with a respite worker, care provider to the zoo, and she doesn't want anything. Yeah. But it's just us. She knows she could take advantage of us. Total typical child thing to do. I think we see that similarly. <laughs> and the two things that just immediately jump to my mind are, one's a good thing. Eh, they're probably both good. Um, the first is Qdoba. This boy 
loves a burrito bowl and, <laughs> and it's not it, it's not something that you know give me one a couple times a week like he can do it every day all day and mm -hmm. i i admire it i mean they're good it gives me a chance to go get qdoba too so uh <laughs> anybody listening from qdoba that wants a sponsorship here we are but, that's uh, right <laughs> the other thing is um uh, and, and I always laugh at this because this was my sign that uh, I was in love um, with not just Lori, but the kiddos is Elmo and Sesame Street. <laughs> and Skylar loves Elmo and it's unbelievable. And I remember when we met and uh, there, was a, there was a day I was at my home and, and we hadn't seen each other in a day or, or two and I was folding laundry and I was singing one of the Sesame Street songs. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh man, oh, I'm I'm done. I'm done. But this is awesome. And I'm just a big kid. So I'm 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 grateful that Elmo um uh, is is one of the things that, that Skylar is um, committed to, if if uh, if I can say that. Well, it's funny because you know you had mentioned about you know just kind of rewarding them and giving in to what they I was just more impressed with Skylar at times where he would actually ask for something and I knew what he wanted and I would right. be able to give it to him and, and that's right, you know, fulfill his request. But now he, you know, it, it just gets to the point he expects so many things. And if you put in Elmo and you put in one without giving him a choice of which Elmo's world it is, he, you know, will walk away and like then he'll start throwing things or banging on things and until we change the episode. And I mean, it's, he's demanding. He's a demanding little dictator right. <laughs> at this point, you know, but <laughs> we created that monster. So there's not right. really much we can, we can do about that. So, I mean, it's the same, it, same with us. Paige has, um, she's verbal though, right? A little bit. She, she says some words, she'll repeat things. Okay. She does have verbal apraxia. So some things she can't pronounce but she'll she'll say she'll say words here and there you know if just i guess um objects or places that kind of thing or she'll repeat things that you say but she'll, it's only one word that she'll repeat oh really yeah and then or she'll say like if you say mary she'll say christmas if you say use your words she'll actually say can i have fries but she won't say another sentence i don't she doesn't no, does she? no and like only when prompted will she say can i have but right. most times it's just fries or you know just a single word right. that doesn't always sound like the word that she's meaning so it can be very difficult trying to figure out what word she's saying sometimes oh that's the hardest part and then she gets frustrated and that's a lot of times when the self-interest behavior will come up is because we don't understand what she's saying and it's mainly I guess it's like videos like YouTube and things like that. She'll want some random YouTube video that she found and we don't know what it is. And she she's smart enough to use the computer on her own uh -huh. and she'll erase the history. So you uh can't you can't go back. <laughs> That's funny, actually. Find that funny. And you can't go back and see like what she wants. So she gets, you know, mad at us. And I'm like, hey girl, you know, don't erase the history. <laughs> we won't have a problem. But it's funny that I've noticed that that's one of her, her, like, I guess, stims is, and you were saying about Elmo, which is funny because Paige used to love Elmo too, but 
she, Chad and I love Disney and she loves Disney. So we're happy to listen to all the Disney yeah. songs in the car over and over again, or watch the Disney movies over and over again. And I think it's fun. So, uh -huh. I mean, a lot of parents don't like it and they complain about having to watch the same movie over and over again. I mean, does I can tune it out. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I can that. too. Yeah. Yeah. But I they, mean, my daughter says, you know, gosh, we, why do we always have to watch that? But there is numerous times we catch her, the only one in the room when we having to take Skylar to change his pull up or something. And none of us are right. in the room and the movie's still going and she's down there <laughs> watching, watching it. <laughs> We're like, mm -hmm. right. I know Paige will repeat things too. Like if we're, if she's very ob observant. So she'll, if we're driving in the car, she'll say bird. Or if she sees a bird or, or bike or a dog is her new one. She'll say dog. Like every time she sees a, a dog, she'll say dog. And it kind of doesn't sound like dog. No, but then it, it'll drive you crazy. You go like drive down by the beach or something. And there's like a thousand people out walking dogs yeah. and it's just dog, dog. dog. Dog, dog. <laughs> okay, we get it. There's a dog. There's a dog. And the, another one of her her habits now. I'm doing air quotes. Habits is repeating words over and over again. So it used to be. You said with the burrito bowl. So Paige used to be obsessed with French fries, and she used to get them every single day. And I felt like the worst mother in the world. Hey, at least she eats. Right, <laughs> getting her French fries every day. And then I actually like the this last year I broke that habit. And she has a couple other bad things that she eats um, every day, but you know, I'm working on them slowly. But she would say, excuse me, fries all the time. <laughs> I'm like, excuse me, fries? What does that even mean? Hardly. So then she would say, excuse me, fries, excuse me, fries, excuse me, fries. But she, it became like a habit. And I said, Paige, you do not have to say that 500 times a day. I said, especially you, excuse me, doesn't go with fries. <laughs> so now, now she just says, excuse me. So I brought that one on myself. <laughs> so excuse me for anything. You just have to guess what, what comes what it is. No, it's just now it's just a word that she uses. I think because she can say it is gotcha. what she, you know, is the, is why she's saying it. And it's, and it's now a habit. Like she just wants to interact with us during the day and it comes, it comes alive at night, especially. <laughs> But she won't stop saying it until you repeat it. That's right. You have to repeat it. Or, or else she, and as soon as you repeat it, it's like the hand sanitizer. As soon as you let, let her have it, she's fine. And she's happy-go-lucky. And it's, it's more of, I think, like an OCD-type behavior. Mm -hmm. Well, you guys have, um, I know you recently moved. And you've been there a few months now, right, in your new house? Yeah, since September. Yeah. And so how did things go with your first Christmas there? Did pay, has she acclimated to the, the home? I know she loves your swimming pool, but um, <laughs> aside from that part, I mean, has she, is she navigating around well and she, you know, is comfortable in the new surroundings? Yeah, for sure. It was, um, there was a little transition period. It was a little difficult the first couple of weeks, but mm -hmm. she actually is, has, has come along great. And we were able to use the moving of the house as an opportunity to change some behaviors. Um, you know, just kind of like, okay, this, we're living in the new place now, this is going to be, you know, what we do. And we changed a bunch, but a <laughs> they didn't all stick. No. Uh, several of them did though. We actually have uh, plates and uh, silverware, plates and dishes. That's the, that probably the biggest one is that 
it's so exciting to have plates. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what what was the before? What was the problem with that before? The before the, the before she would want to throw away plates and cups and mugs. Oh, and and all of our uh, all of our smoothie containers and you know, the shaker containers. Yeah, she wanted to throw them all away, oh. and we we would catch some of them and put them back. And she just had an obsession with just throwing them away, but she would throw them away in the big garbage can outside. So of course they would break and she's very sneaky and very fast. So she, she would do it and we wouldn't even know. And so we were down to using, I think two mugs to drink from uh, <laughs> and in paper plates and paper bowls. So when we moved, I said to her here, here are all your storage containers for your items, her, you know, chips and her candies and her cereals. Here's your Tupperwares for these items. Put them in here. You don't need to use it on a paper plate and throw it away every day. You can save your food and we're going to use plates. And so far, so good. She has been eating off of plates. She rinses her plate. She puts her plate in the dishwasher. Nice. It's very exciting. <laughs> I mean, those are big things. They may it's sound huge. small to some people, but that is a huge accomplishment. Huge accomplishment. Yeah, I know. It's great. I mean, does she do other things? Sure. There's a pile of things behind our oven, for example. <laughs> she throws things. It's like, where is it? Oh, it's probably behind the oven. So she throws things behind the oven. But I, she did really well transitioning. I got her a new bed and we set it up and I showed her her room with pictures before we got here, and then I had her help me move things to her bedroom. She doesn't hang out in her bedroom. She only uses it to sleep, basically, uh -huh. so I want to try to build on that. In this year coming up, um, I have a computer in there for her, so I'm going to try to get her to hang out in her room a little bit more and, and maybe help me decorate her room. And But uh, Christmas went well. I don't know if you saw our, our social media, but she I did see some of the videos and she stuff. She never liked a tree. She we haven't had a Christmas tree in years. <laughs> Sounds like and, us, <laughs> right? And I'd have a little tiny tabletop tree that I would bring out Christmas Eve, and I would take down Christmas Day, and we would just kind of go through the motions of Christmas because she wasn't really into it. Uh -huh. But then something clicked with her a couple years ago. At school, they put up a Christmas tree, so she was fine with that. And then at home, I would still put up the little tabletop tree, and she would leave her gifts and things under the tree for days. And <laughs> I would, um, you know, and I would be patient with her, and you know, she could open them when she would open them. But this year, I got a tree. I ordered a fake tree, and I put it up. Well, don't remember why though. Remember the the day after Halloween, she started um, pulling up Christmas videos on <laughs> on YouTube, and we're like, "What the heck?" And it was all it was like the the video would be of a fireplace, and then yeah, and then um, like Christmas music playing, and she just started that like right after Halloween. We're like, "Where did this come from?" And she just kept listening to us. We're like, "All right, well, let's try to have Christmas." Right. And she did that all on her own. I never typed in Christmas or anything on YouTube. So she found that somehow and would listen to it. And she still listens to it. It's strange. So we got a tree and she has left it up. And the problem now is she won't let me take it down. 
<laughs> I, well, I, I, I know. And I even got her, uh, I'm looking at it right now. We're on, we're on the uh, computer and she has a little Christmas tree by her computer that she just loves. And she just, she keeps playing with it and she'll just leave it there. But I might have to turn it into a Valentine's Day tree now. <laughs> You're just getting decorated up for all seasons, it sounds like. That's right. I know. <laughs> and it's so huge and our house is so tiny. So I'm thinking like, oh, come on, kid, I need to take this down. So hopefully, but I put ornaments in the garage and she would just go in there and bring in one at a time and put them on the tree. And I would say we maybe got about a quarter of the ornaments out of the garage onto the tree this year. So progress. That's huge progress. Gosh, she, I mean, yep. took 17 I, years. <laughs> I, for that. I, you know, uh, Josh and I were just talking the other day about, I don't know why I used to love Christmas. And I mean, I still love Christmas, but uh -huh. it, I get, I just more and more years go by and I just get more depressed on Christmas morning. And I don't know if that's normal or uh, because it's the same situation with us um, as with Paige Pryor, but Skylar, we, we put just a skinny tree, just a, you know, no ornaments, just, just, um, clear lights uh -huh. in the living room where everybody is. And then in the basement, we put the tree with, you know, colored lights and ornaments and the presents and all the stuff where he doesn't really go in the basement very much, but he causes so much anguish the, the time the tree goes up until the day after Christmas, when I take it all down, because he grabs a hold of it and shakes it and he tugs on it and he smacks it. And it's just constantly telling him to stop. Stop right. touching it. Stop doing it. Um, and then, you know, Christmas morning, we have to put him in his stroller that he um, pretty much lives in. <laughs> Anytime we're going anywhere, it's the most amazing thing ever. But, you know, he could care less. We open his gifts for him. Right. He just, you know, doesn't, doesn't care at all about anything that's happening. He just kind of wants to go away. Doesn't want to be a part of it. It's just, you know, it's sad because I just envision all these years that eventually he'll be into it and actually want to open a present or, you know, be interested at all. And he's just not. So it kind of ruins it for the rest of us a little bit because, you know, my daughter's over there opening stuff and I'm looking at her like, oh, when did you open that? <laughs> did you like it? Because <laughs> she's going through it all so quickly. Right. So I don't know. I mean, that's just one of the, the parts of autism. I think that stinks. You know, it's just, it's so hard. It does. To yeah, I totally understand where you're coming normalcy. from it. It's, it's hard for me um, seeing other people, uh, especially like my brother or on Christmas Day and everybody shows their videos of kids ripping open the presents and uh -huh. their excitement with it. And Paige, she just opens gifts because they're there to open. Uh -huh. And she doesn't, I don't think she really, well, one, we never know what to buy her. Right. And two, it's like we just buy her the same things over and over again. And I think she... I don't know. Like this year, she liked one thing. Yeah, I mean, in in years past, so I totally get what you're saying because it would be it's way more trouble than it's worth. Mm -hmm. you know, you're gonna put a tree up. You're gonna find ornaments broken all over the house. You know, one year she actually grabbed the tree and dragged it out the door. I mean, it, <laughs> yeah, it, it, that, that really happened. And then you know, you, same thing with the presents. She'd just open them, op or actually, she'd open one and drop it, and then go do something else. And you're just all kind of sitting there like, okay. And you know the the whole thing about having like family and friends around on Christmas, it's just like, no, no, it's, it's totally not worth it. You know, 
you know, at, at times we would go to my parents' house at Christmas and it would just turn into a nightmare. You know, she'd run up to the tree and start opening other people's presents. And it's just, you know, the, the whole autism thing and holidays are so difficult and mm-hmm. like so emotional. It's just like, yeah, I, I completely understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Now we just don't do anything. You know, we've, we've, we've been to many ruined Thanksgivings and Christmases and we've seen the, <laughs> seen the outcome. I know it's going to happen. So I'm just like, no, you know, and you know, eventually you just quit going places or quit, you know, getting excited about those holidays and you know, it sucks, but otherwise, you know, you know, why put yourself in another disastrous situation again? I think I got over it years ago. I was really emotional. You know, like you said, you get, you get depressed and I think years ago I said to myself, okay, well, this is how our traditions are going to be. So Paige doesn't like Christmas that much. I can do as much as I want. So I started just Chad and I this year gave experiences to each other so that we can have something to look forward to. And we don't really, yeah, we don't really buy each other gifts. We buy funny gifts for each other, maybe some stocking stuffers. But I got over it years ago saying, okay, if I just relax and let Paige do her thing, Mm -hmm. then I'm not going to think about that anymore. And I, I, we don't really buy gifts for people. We buy a couple gifts here and there, um, you know, especially for her caregivers, her aides at school, they get spoiled, but (laughs) because they're with her all the time. And, uh, but I, it's hard going places on Christmas. So if someone wants to come over, you know, they're, we can have them over this year. We actually went the first year in years, we went to Chad's brother's house. So my brother and sister-in-law and she did fairly well, but they know her, they know Paige and they said, dinner's at five, you know, come over anytime after four. We're like, great. So we get there, the dinner is ready she eats and then we go home and so they get it you know they get it it's not that was the hardest part for us was that transition time between you know opening gifts and eating and getting out of there so most of the time no one understood that if you say five we we mean five we're gonna eat right (laughs) yeah that's the hardest part but I get what you're saying about the depression so I let that go years ago it's not that it doesn't hurt still because I still see my like my brother, for instance, and his three kids. And that's hard to look at for me. Yeah. You know, it's hard, too, because you I know everyone means well. And it, mm-hmm. even around not when it's a holiday um, time and they say, you know, just bring him, just come over. Like we get right. invited to <clears throat> nowhere near as what we used to get invited to, I think, because people just assume we're going to say no. Right. So I think they just stop inviting us um, because we always say, well, if we can find respite, you know, we'll, we'll come and exactly. we usually can't find respite. So um, we usually can't go, but um, you know, I, I know everyone means well when they say, just bring him. It's fine. Right. You know, it's no big deal. I'm like, you don't understand. And you and I talked about this, uh, you mm-hmm. know, on one of yes. our long phone conversations <laughs> before it's so hard. And mm-hmm. again, I know they mean well, but it's not, it's not so much what Skylar's going to damage because he will damage things. He will pull people's hair. He will hit people. He <laughs> right. will, you know, clear food from tables, um, all of those things. But it's, it's no fun for Josh and I to go anywhere because, right. you know, neither of us can have a good time talking to the other adults because one of us is on Skylar duty. 
Yep. So we, we can't talk to anyone. And then the other person does talk to some people, but feels guilty because the mm -hmm. other parent is on Skylar duty. So, and it's just constant, like pull up changes and we're interrupted, you know, even in a conversation like, Oh, he needs a pull up change. I'm sorry. I need to, I need to go take care of this real quick. Right. So it's just, it's so much, it's like bringing all of the materials you need for a toddler, the strollers and the diaper bags mm -hmm. and the special foods and all this other stuff. It's just not, it's not fun and it's not worth it to go anywhere. Yeah. So 100% agree. <laughs> we talked about, I remember us talking about this and Chad and I actually talked about it on a podcast, but I think it's great. And I, not, not that part of it, but doing these podcasts, like your podcast and our podcast and, you know, all, all these other um, parents doing podcasts, because one of my friends that we used to go over to her house all the time, and now we don't go over there because it's too difficult for us to bring Paige. She listens to the podcast and she said to me, I had no idea what you guys were going through. And I said, you didn't? And I said, <laughs> she goes, no, I didn't. I had no idea. She goes, I thought Paige would be fine, but I never thought of the the food and, you know, we would give, we would give a disclaimer when we walked in the door, you know, if Paige breaks anything, you know, we'll pay for it. So, <laughs> you know, telling you in advance is, you know, hope it's not expensive, you know, but I, I feel that, you know, talking about it more like we're doing now, will other people can, you know, understand what we're going through and understand why we don't, why we're not going to events, but it's still nice to be invited. Mm -hmm. I think it goes back to one of the first things that we discussed um, at the beginning here is, is teamwork. You all, right. uh, Chad and Melinda, you all are a team and Lori and I are a team. And that to me is arguably one of the most important things because Lori and I are probably natural uh, extroverts, but there's a big part of us uh, that is an introvert and because of the situations that we face it's just the two of us plus Skylar and and Kendall um, and so our world becomes very very small and I'm just tremendously grateful that I've met somebody that is as wonderful as Lori is, but can also be as childish and as humorous. Sarcastic. And you sarcastic. mean sarcastic. <laughs> yes. And all of those things because it it fills every need that that I have and want, even when our community has become very, very small. And you know, hope I would imagine and I hope that it's very much the same for you all, is that you have each other to lean on. Um, you know, just nonstop when, when it's good and, and when it's challenging. That's true. We do, we do, we're the same. And it's funny because I think I'm more of an extrovert and Chad's more an introvert. <laughs> and I always, I'm constantly like, I'm bored. Let's do something. <laughs> and, you know, or let's go out, let's talk to people. And I could, you know, I set up mom's night outs all the time and I'm like, I'm going, <laughs> I need to go. And then Chad's like, I'm good. I have my Mandalorian show. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Chad. <laughs> oh, Lord. I know, isn't it funny? But yeah, we do. And, and the funny thing is, is Chad and I will go out and we'll say, 
eh, let's just go home, you know, <laughs> like we'll yep. go out to dinner and, and want to see a movie and we'll, we'll d- end up saying like, let's just go home because it's more comfortable just being at home. And we've been together for 27 years. So it's basically, we know everything about each other. So, <laughs> we're like, so what's there to talk about over dinner, right? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, save up your stories. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's funny. Well, and even, you know, when we do eventually get a night out um, and we have a respite provider, it's generally somebody relatively new to us um, because they rotate so, so frequently. So the whole time we're out, we're thinking, gosh, I I really hope that she remembers to put on his waterproof pull up before bed and, you know, the things that we told her and whatever. So we talk about him the whole time anyway. Your phone is constantly sitting right next to you just in case they text you or call you or, you know, oh yeah, we totally get that. Even, even our more seasoned respite providers that have been with Paige for years, I still have my phone with me where, you know, at the movie theater, I'm constantly checking it to make sure that, you know, they don't need anything or Paige tried to say something and they don't understand what it is. And now she's having a behavior. So it's, yeah, we, it's the same with us. We're constantly thinking about her needs while we're trying to have a good time well and oh go ahead sorry no we're I was gonna say we gave each other experiences for Christmas so now we're gonna do an overnight what that's awesome I know it's weird you have you have someone is it it, I know you have one respite provider that you that she loves the Paige adores and yes does she stay on overnight on occasion with Paige is she okay with that We'll find out. (laughs) (laughs) This will be our first time then. Okay. Yep. Our first time in, in, so I keep saying 17 years. So in almost 18 years, Paige will be 18 in March, but we have never been together alone anywhere since Paige was born. Really? No, we've never gone. We've never had someone stay overnight with her. So this is going to be a new adventure for us. So I'm sure I'll be freaking out. You're going to have to podcast about it. Of course, you know, (laughs) I know. Yeah, I know. We'll talk about it, but the, uh, it's yeah, the first time. So the setup and everything is the hardest part, I think is, you know, getting her medications and, you know, getting everything situated and making sure there's food that she likes and all that sort of thing. So I don't know. I'm sure you'll have a five page list of every single thing from that's right hour one to right when you get back in video content (laughs) just to give it some context so melinda's gone out of town a bunch of times and i've you know separately and you know i've I've left for work and done some other things separately but when melinda goes out of town it's like like a 40 page like (laughs) um manifesto Uh, you know there's schedules there's you know uh, it's just sketches I can understand you, Sarah. <laughs> video. There's video conferencing going on. And it's always the things that the things that I think aren't gonna go wrong are the things that go wrong. Like the, you didn't think to tell them about. It's the most random thing that that <laughs> every, single every single time. And it's like I I I mean he Chad acts like I go out all the time, but I don't. But <laughs> I do a lot of girls' trips and especially the concerts but the uh it's it's the schedule yeah you know we got all the medicines we got all the food everything when she wakes up do this do this do this you know brush her hair use this lotion use that lotion use this and this and this and then i'm like going down the checklist i'm like i got this i got this i got this and then okay ready for school and she wants her schedule i'm like oh crap (laughs) i can't get the computer to work and print the schedule and it changes um every day and I'm like I don't know how to do this 
Right. I mean, I try to prep him for it, but it, it's something always goes wrong, but it's funny because <laughs> I'll be out somewhere and it's, you know, there's no Wi-Fi or anything. And Chad's like calling me. I'm like, hello, hello. What is it? And I'm thinking like, you know, it's like something bad happened. And he's like, oh, how do you print that schedule? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. And then, you know, and then I send it to him and then it's fine, but it's just the little things. So I don't know. You could go out more if you wanted by yourself. Yeah. She's encouraging you. <laughs> he would rather watch The Mandalorian. <laughs> and the comfort That's from his show. own home. <laughs> That's right. And then it's the that and sports. And he has his own little lounge out in the out in the back. So he loves um, hanging out there in our new place. But I'm the one that wants to go out. Yesterday I was, you know, I was texting all my friends, hey, you available? You available? You want to go to this place? Do you want to go out? You want to go out? So I'm I'm more the extrovert and Chad's the introvert in yeah. the relationship. It's funny too. I'm sure, um, you know, as much as grief as Paige gives you and, and Skylar gives me a lot of the time, his, um, the, the um, therapist at his ABA center that he goes to always seem to know that I'm out of town. If I have to go out of town, usually it's like a, one week a month, I have to go out of town for my job. And, um, you know, Josh handles everything just fine. He doesn't really need any notes from me or he knows the medicines, he knows all of this stuff, but his behavior is different at the center each day and they're like is Lori out of town <laughs> because oh, he's funny. just being diff difficult just a little bit different mm -hmm. so I at least think he likes me in those in those ways because he does miss me in his own little way oh there you go we're the opposite Paige has a grand old time when I'm not around <laughs> yeah but she'll get to school in her hair I mean I, I over the years I've tried to figure out how to brush a girl's hair but I'm not good at it I mean you know I, I try <laughs> And I, I try to get the knots out and do all the things you're supposed to do, but then she wants it like in a braid or she wants, you know, like a thing, a clip in She's there. She's testing you. <laughs> That's right. And I, and I prepared the school and I said, Hey, you know, Chad's going to be dropping her off for this week. So, well, who knows um, what she'll look like? <laughs> I'm not here. Yeah. I'm not here. Who knows what she'll look like? And they're like, okay. And they're, they, they are overly nice people. We're so lucky to have mm -hmm. these people at Paige's school that her Us care too. providers at school that, and they're like, no big deal. And I said, can you please meet him outside every day and, you know, bring Paige in and the opposite for pickup and just give him the, give him the, you know, the ins and outs of her day and show him how everything's done. And, and they did. And it went pretty well. Right. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. yeah so that's, that's how come I can build a trip for 2020. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. As Josh always said, Josh always says to me, everyone survived. It's fine. And that's right. pretty much the debrief that I get. And I'm like, all right. All right, good. Everybody's, yep, exactly. Everybody's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I want to make sure I, I, I um, ask you guys a little bit about the advocating and um, uh -huh. for services beyond um, 22 um, before our time is up. But um, I, I know that you in the past have talked about doing like a sustainable farming type of setup. And I know that you're in a lot of mom groups um, mm -hmm. with I think parents, most of the parents in that group are with teenagers or um, young yeah. adults on the spectrum. Mm -hmm. So you're getting all the intel that we need <laughs> for, <laughs> right. for the future. Um, but you guys are big planners and, and advocates for, you know, Paige for the future. So what are some of the things that you're working on and, and learning about that can help the rest of us? <laughs> oh, so. sure. So that was our, like you said in the beginning, our podcast used to be called Sans the Sugar Coat. I wrote a blog. I haven't written it in a while, but that's, that was my blog that I wrote about, not only about autism, but about other things. And 
So we decided to call our podcast that. And we were, I was sitting around one night and I said to Chad, I go, you know, there's not a group of parents that are sitting around planning for their kids' futures. Because I was blindsided by the transition program at Page's school. And I had no idea what that was or that it was coming up in the meeting. And I said, you know, there's all these organizations that are, you know, nonprofit organizations that are great and everything, but there's not a group of parents of our, our child's age talking about what's going to happen in the future in our own community. So I said to him, I go, you know, you know what we are? And I said to Chad one night, I go, we're all autism masterminds. And he goes, what? And I said, yeah, we all know a little bit about autism and a little bit about this and that and, you know, um, services and planning and housing and um, SSI and conservatorships and guardianships and, you know, jobs and housing and things. I said, we just need to come together as a group of parents and, it, you know, talk to each other and plan for our futures. since, you know, these, these people that I'm friends with now are going to be, I'm going to be friends with forever. Because mm -hmm. we all have children on the spectrum and we all get each other and we're all here to support each other. So I started a group called Autism Mastermind. And it was, I just sent out an invitation on Facebook and I think 36 people showed up to the first meeting. And I had no idea what I was going to talk about and I had no idea how it was going to go. And we just started the conversation about the future of our children. And I think it, the first meeting was like housing and, you know, what are we going to do? And we just started talking about things and brainstorming things. And lo and behold, um, we started a Facebook group after that. And we just chit chat on there about, you know, certain things. And we've had four meetings, I think, so far. Has it been four? We've had four meetings and we talk about everything. I've had some guest speakers that were amazing. And... I said to Chad, I go, we need to change the podcast name to Autism Masterminds because we are all experts in the field of autism. And I said, all of our past, you know, shows it's all about autism and how we're building for our daughter's future. Mm -hmm. And like you said, we, uh, we had that idea of having a farm for a while and making, uh, you know, products and things. And then we, I had a speaker at one of our meetings and she has a son who's 33 years old and she told us about her journey and how he, he's a painter and he is nonverbal, he's a painter and she tried different things over the years. So she came up with a plan for him to, I guess, um, see what his strengths were and to see what he liked to do. And I said, huh. I said, I don't even know if Paige likes to farm. I don't, I don't know if she would like to do this. Mm -hmm. So then I took her guide and I went through and I said, okay, well, Paige likes to, she's, you know, do this, this, and this. And so let's plan around that now and let's do that. And I, and I said to Chad, I go, other people need to know about this. Yeah. Other people need to know how to, you know, instead of, you know, buying an avocado farm and hoping that your child's going to want to work on it. I said, why don't they we eat avocados? <laughs> right, exactly. And it's like, why don't we work on the strengths that Paige has and go from there? So, I mean, we've started things in school and stuff, but it made me really take a step back and, uh -huh. and look at, you know, her instead of what I want her to do.
it's hard because we we keep yeah. feeling like we have we have time you know skylar will be 17 right. in april and uh -huh. i'm like we've got time we've got time 22 no. is you know far out oh my gosh i mean nope. i can't even believe i'm saying he's going to be 17 in a few months right <laughs> right it's, it just goes so quickly and i'm 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 overwhelmed I, i'm nervous about all those things right. because when anyone talks to me about the ieps and the job shadowing and all of that i mm -hmm. mean we can't do that that's not that's not in his wheelhouse to to job shadow and to have a job um, at this point because he doesn't communicate very well um, anything. So I just I would like to meet more people, um, you know, with nonverbal children, kind of like mm -hmm. the lady you mentioned too, um, yeah. with a child in the th in their thirties, and just kind of how you're doing day to day. I just can't imagine him sitting around our house day after day after day, after day, day. Right. <laughs> and just watching TV and hanging out. Right. I, I think, that, I think yeah, no, that's a horrible thought. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's hard. And like you said, it's, it's, it goes by so fast. Like I, like Paige will be 18 in March and that's crazy. And I try to focus on one thing at a time. So, you know, now we're focusing on conservatorship. So we have that meeting and it's, it's a whole thing. And I had the, our lawyer, we did a podcast on it. Um, the, I think it was the last one. I don't know. We missed a week, but the, um, uh, and she talks about conservatorships mm -hmm. and it's hard. It's a hard thing. Yeah. And we have to do like, it too soon. <laughs> yeah. And I said, and I'm like, I told Chad, I said, I need to hire somebody. I don't understand this. And I'm glad I did because she explains everything to us. She does all the paperwork for us. I mean, people have done it before themselves, but that's a lot. And that's not in my wheelhouse. Like I don't understand legal. Uh -huh. So I, you know, I can't, I can't do that. But yeah, it's, it's hard because Paige, you know, there's, I don't think she'd be able to, she couldn't have a job or, you know, work in a, in a place. We'd have to build yeah, that for her. Yeah. We need to figure out what the exact thing is going to be. And we just, we kind of took a step back. We were really gung ho on this farm idea, but then, you know, like Melinda said, it's like, well, wait a minute, what are we getting into here? Is this something she even wants to do? So we're kind of getting this conservatorship wrapped up. And then, um, you know, at the same time, starting to kind of pay more attention, see what he, she likes to do. And we're going to be trying out different things, mm -hmm. um, just kind of giving it a shot and, right. and see where that, what direction that takes us in. Um, be, because you're right in the sense, like, yeah, you think, oh, I got plenty of time. And you blink and you're like, well, wait a minute. You know, now we really, you know, things are getting serious now. You know, we're just three, four years away. Mm -hmm. You know, if we're going to put something together, you know, we need to figure out what it's going to be and come up with a plan to, to get it done. And I don't know how it is around you, your area, but there's not a lot of placement for, you know, day programs for kiddos that are, you know, 22 and older. Yeah, there's, there's nothing not, in here. <laughs> yeah, there's not much. So it's like, we have to, we have to do that. And if there is, the waiting list is so long mm -hmm. to get in there that it's, you know, it, it's like housing here. Um, I forget what it's called what's it called? The affordable income housing, the wait list, they closed it because it's like a 20 year wait list. Oh my gosh. Are you and serious? This is why, yeah. And this is why it's so important to have a community, you know, right. like we're talking about getting a bunch of people together that are in the same situation, you know, because, you know, whether it's pooling your resources or pooling your knowledge, you know, um, okay, you know, one person or one family, 
you do the research on funding, the other fam, you know, every, you kind of split the duties up and everybody comes back together and shares it. So it's not so much, you know, trying to figure out, figure it all out on your own. When at the end of the day, you really all have a, a similar or the same goal, you know, to figure out something for your, you know, at, at, at this point, adult, you know, mm-hmm. child. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, that's why we started the group and it's, it's going well so far and, and we're, we're planning other things for the future, but I want to, I want to be able to give everyone the resources in any town that you live in to build a community around, you know, your, or build, what am I trying to say? A community in your area and, and get together and, and pull resources and, I never like to be the smartest person in the room because I like to learn something, you know, from anybody, but I, it's amazing. Like our, you know, even autism aside, our community is pretty great. I mean, I got to meet you guys, you know, and it's like, I've, we, it's, it's pretty great that we can all come together and, you know, share our experiences and, and we understand each other and what we're going through. Mm-hmm. And that's, I'm grateful for that because it's, it is a hard life to live, but it's, it's also nice to know that other people are going through a similar situation. And we, we both have children that are, I don't like to do the labels, but they're, you know, it, their need, needs are higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, and there's a lot more. of, Right. There's a lot of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. There's there's a lot of us that are on the the same, I guess, level and we're talking about things, but I'll have to share with you the the information that I learned about the jobs and and finding what it's it's a really cool I'm gonna have her on the podcast. It's a really cool um uh, a PDF you can fill out about your the strengths of Skylar and, and what you can do <laughs> for his future. That's neat. Looking forward, the goal would be, you know, every community or, you know, everybody starts up, you know, something similar to this in their community. Uh And then even the the communities can share from communities. You know, Uh it's it's just a big, we're trying to build a big network of information and resources. Right. For free. And it's not affiliated with anybody. And that's, I think that's the one of the, that's one of the things that brought people to the meetings is that I, I call it a parent and caregiver community and we all share information and it's not associated with anything. Right. So I think that, you know, we're not asking people for money or for yeah. funding, you know, and all that kind of thing. So, and there's not, it's just parents being parents and talking about things. And I learn something new every single time. It's and great. It's just so nice to be around people, not only that you're mm-hmm. learning from, but that you can relate to, exactly. you know, I mean, you are preaching to the choir if Paige has a bad day. I'm sure all of those people can relate to the exact situation that you went oh, through. Oh, definitely. You know, definitely. so, well, I, I will link up all of the um, social media ways to, um, for, for listeners to get in contact with you. Um, Great. And is the Autism Masterminds Facebook page just for California right now? For people that live um, in California? They, I mean, I have, ugh, I've been having problems with, um, uh, with Facebook. So I haven't, I'll, I'll send you all the information, but okay. the, we do have a private group on Facebook and it's only right now it's just for San Diego. Cause we're fairly new. We've only been doing it for a few months, but I we're I'm working on a website right now. So I will send you that information and In all your people, spare time. That's fine. People can, <laughs> people can, right. People can look it up. And you know, what's so funny is, is I tried to get like, you know, getting domain names and everything. And I'm like, how did this, 
when did this become so expensive? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Can't you just be on the internet and just, you know. I know. Can it be free? <laughs> you know, it's like the information. Can I have that for free? Nope. That's not going to happen. But yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to build the website and, you know, I'm not very good at that, but so it'll be what it's going to be. But I would love to share information with anybody. And if anybody wants to come into our group, I would love to have you. And, That's you know, fantastic. You can, you can just have resources and see what we're doing and start something up in your own community. Yeah, except that I've I've told Josh since the day I met you, um, our mm-hmm. community will be San Diego one day because that's where we're moving. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there you go. You have a lot more resources than we do by Come far. On over. So. Exactly. <laughs> they're, they're, you know what? It's so funny that you say that because one of the topics that came up was SSI and everyone seems to have a different take on it. And I said, we need to get an expert to talk to us about this. Yeah. So that's going to be our next meeting is someone who actually knows all the ins and outs and everything. So, and it's not heard of. People don't talk about these things. It's like, you know, your regional center, you don't ask, you, you don't tell anybody, you know, what you're you usually offer. Just, you're just denied. And then that you're supposed to walk away just like an exactly. insurance claim. You're like, but okay. if, you, <laughs> if you know what to ask for mm-hmm. and, you know, and so all these parents are coming together and now we're asking for these things and regional center is probably going to say, Oh, who's behind this? <laughs> somebody told the, the secrets. Somebody, <laughs> somebody told all the secrets. It must be an autism mastermind. <laughs> must be. Oh, well, thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day to talk to Josh and I on the podcast. We really appreciate it. And I'm just, I'm just so thankful for, for you guys and everything that you're doing and that you started your podcast when you did. And so I can connect <laughs> with you. Um, I just think this is just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger with the community that we've already established. Um, and I just, I look forward to the future. I really do for, for once in, in quite a few years, I'm actually very proactive and positive about the future for Skylar. So. Yay. All right. Yeah. It's so great. Thanks so much for having us on. Absolutely. Well, you guys have a great rest of your day. You too. All right. Thanks. Take care. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of living the sky life and we'll tune in for the next episode in two weeks. If you haven't already, please subscribe to Living the Sky Life within Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play so you don't miss a single episode. If you like what you hear, be sure to select that five-star rating, provide feedback or suggestions about topics you'd like to hear about, and share Living the Sky Life with others. Thanks again for listening.